Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following, of course, anyway, listen to the podcast. We appreciate that. And of course, our YouTube page, 94WIP. Check it out there. Subscribe. All good video content. We'll be throwing at you guys, of course, all the podcasts at WIP. Clap your hands. Go birds. High hopes as we enter spring training. I'm sure a ton more high hopes podcast. And of course, all clips and opens and all the best parts of our WIP shows during the day. All right. I appreciate everyone jumping in for this episode. So pitch to catcher down in spring training. It is time to get ready for a little baseball here. And, and we've done a lot of episodes the last couple of weeks on, on guys the Phillies could still acquire, try to fill out. And, and add one more big thing to this roster. And there's still big names out there, really big names, between Jordan Montgomery and Cody Bellinger and Blake Snell. I mean, there's, there's some significant names still out there, but that's probably still a long shot for the Phillies. They're probably not going to go in the direction of signing a big player right now. That's, that's the likelihood. But there's still can and should add around the edges. I think the Brandon March injury, although not super serious, probably should add to a little bit of urgency here. And as I look at the Phillies right now, and if I push away and move aside the big names, and I'm just looking at like, what do they need right now to help them win baseball games in April and May and June? What could help on a day-to-day basis? The Phillies really could use an outstanding super utility guy, a guy that could play everywhere, both the infield and the outfield, that could still produce offense at a fairly high level, that is a quality all-around player. And that player's out there, and his name is Whit Merrifield, former Blue Jay, former Royal, 35 years old now. He came up kind of late in his career, so Merrifield is a guy that he didn't really, you know, he arrived in Kansas City. That's where he came up with Kansas City right after their run. You know, he wasn't really a part of their great run 2014-2015. He came right after that, kind of the downturn of the Royals. But the last couple of years have been in Toronto, and he made the playoffs last year in Toronto. I, I always looked at Whit Merrifield as a winning player. And I think he would thrive. And I thought he did a nice job for Toronto the last couple of years in a winning situation. Look, he's led the league during his best days in hits, doubles, triples, steals, sacrifice flies, games played. He does a little bit of everything. And as I look at this roster, they could use another player. I just, you know, they could use a star, sure. But even if it's not a star, they could use another guy, number one, to protect them from injury. But number two, just to fill in. I mean, last year we saw the Phillies want to give a little time off to Bryson Stott. They thought he wore down. I thought he wore down again last year, okay? You have that element to it. You know, if Bryce Harper needs a blow, is he going to play 160? I I would doubt that. So then Alec Boehm can move over to first base. And yeah, you could play... A, an Edmundo Sosa third base. That, that's certainly, you know, viable. Sosa is probably your backup shortstop and third baseman. But as far as a backup second baseman, backup third baseman, backup shortstop, how about a backup outfielder? Merrifield could play... Lit- I mean, I think you could put Merrifield on the diamond anywhere but catcher. I actually think he probably could just play catcher if you need him to. He's never done it. But I, I think you put him anywhere on the diamond and he will succeed. And he will be a nice fill-in. You know, last year the Phillies had Josh Harrison. Uh, and Hugh and I, you Douglas and I, had a chance to talk to Josh down in spring training. Always was a fan of Josh Harrison. He, he 
just unfortunately for him in the Phillies, you know, I think he's about done. And I know he just signed a, I think it was a minor league deal with the Reds, and maybe he's trying one more time. But it, that idea, again, of having another one of those utility guys that could play all over the field, that could help you in left field, that could help you at third base, it, it's valuable. And they could take another shot at it with Merrifield here. I still think has another year or two of production left in him. He was an all-star last year. It wasn't like he's a slouch. You know, he was an all-star last year, three-time all-star, at one point received MVP, MVP votes in his career. And I also think he's a little bit of an early season hedge on Johan Rojas. And what I mean by that is let, let's project and, and assume that Brandon Marsh is going to come back here and be fine and be ready on opening day. Well, the way it seems like the Phillies are going to line it up, they're going to throw Rojas in center, they're going to throw Marsh in left, they're going to say, we're going with defense, we continue to expect Marsh to progress the hitter, so maybe his, his numbers are a little bit more up with corner outfielders, and we're going to have Rojas just play defense in center field and not worry about it. Well, there is a real chance that Rojas at some point in late April, early May is hitting 180 and not getting on base and striking out an insane number of times, like 35% of the time. And it's like the playoffs last year. And they got to help the kid out because he's drowning. So that could mean a couple of days on the bench, could mean a week on the bench, could mean send back AAA. Any of those things are in play. Well, Whit Merrifield gives you an option to where you could say, all right, Marsh, head back to center. And in left field, we'll do a, you know, Merrifield, Jake Cave platoon for a month and see if we can get away with that because we're getting, we're getting, you know, at least average league average offense you know okay defense marsh is doing his thing in center he's fine and we're actually a better team than we are because rojas was drowning let's let's see if the kid can figure a swing out of triple a that's certainly a possibility and if the phillies don't go down that path well it's a little bit trickier because then it's christian pache and who also has never shown an ability to hit right so you're you're just you're substituting almost like a, a you know an older rojas for the younger rojas and, and, and cave there. I, I prefer it to be a Whit Merrifield. And that's just in that one break, break in case of emergency kind of thing. That has nothing to do with the infield. You know, Bryce Harper goes down for a month, you know, pulls an oblique or whatever. You know, obviously, Bohm is the, is the fill in at first base. He's done it quite a number of times. I think he's fine over there. Actually, I think at times he's been better over there in third base. So fine, you put him at first base. Well, who plays third base for a month? We've seen Edmundo Sosa get very exposed, very exposed when he has to play too much. I like Edmundo Sosa. You put him in once a week, once, twice a week, gets a lefty uh, to give Turner a blow, to give, uh, you know, Bohm a blow or however you want to do it, uh, or to give Harper a blow. And then you put Bohm in first, however you want to get Sosa's bat into the lineup against lefties. I, that, I think Topper's good at, at figuring all that out. That's fine. But when you play Edmundo Sosa for six straight weeks, we've seen what happens. We've seen it now in his Cardinals career. We've seen it now in his Phillies career. And I like him. Merrifield's a better offensive player a more established offensive player, a guy you could play every single day if you need to. So you, you check all that boxes. And, and then on top of all that, you know, when you sprinkle in injuries, I also, the Phillies could, you know, if they had better bench options, could maybe be more aggressive late in games, pinch hitting situations. One thing that we see less of now because of the DH, you know, you're not dealing with the pitcher. So it's not like you have these ready-made spots in games where you're going to pinch hit for somebody. But you know, late in games, let's say Marsh is still struggling against lefties, which he has as much as he's progressed. And I think people are really excited for what 2024 Brandon Marsh could be. He has not shown an ability yet at this level to hit left-handed pitching. So let's just play it out. You know, let, let's say we, you know, Marsh is hitting ninth in the lineup, eighth or ninth in the lineup. And the opposing team brings in a lefty late in the game because it's Marsh eighth, it's Rojas nine, and it is 
you know, let's let's play it out with Schwarber one. Okay, so they're bringing that lefty in. They're they're not worried about, you know, they're not worried about Rojas, you know, in the ninth spot crushing a lefty. They're gonna they're gonna take their chances there, but they're bringing the lefty in late. You know, you can go to the Mets pen or the Braves pen or the Marlins have a bunch of lefties. You know, whoever it is, late in the game, April. Rojas hitting ninth and struggling. Doesn't matter if facing lefty or righty. They're bringing the lefty to face Marsh. So let's say it starts the year 0 for 12 against lefties. You know, you got Schwarber as the third batter in that inning. Well, if I got Whit Merrifield on my bench, a right-handed hitter who's always handled lefties very well, I could start the inning pinch hitting Merrifield in and taking Marsh out. It gives Topper another weapon there to do it. And the Phillies last year did a little bit of that, not much. They also had injuries here and there. But I, I, I looked it up this morning because I thought it was kind of remarkable when you just think about over the course of 162, how many, how many times you need to send a reserve out. You put a bench guy in. Injuries happen. Last year, the Phillies allotted over three hundred plate appearances. That's basically like a half of a part. You know, that's a half a player. That's a, that's that's every other day. These guys were taking out plate appearances. Cody Clements, Dalton Guthrie, Josh Harrison, Rodolfo Castro, and with the durability that Whit Merrifield has shown, they all could be him. Like he could just soak up all three hundred of those plate appearances. He's been a very durable player. So, you know, if you tell me right now I could have Clemens, Dalton, Guthrie, Josh Harrison, Rodolfo Castro, or the equivalent of those four for this year, or just one Whit Merrifield, I'll take one Whit Merrifield because he gives you cover at a lot of spots, and he's durable, and he can hit, and he can still run 26 stolen bases last year. He, he really feels, feels to me like a seamless transition. And, you know, the Phillies are, you know, in, in a certain tax bracket right now. And, you know, there are penalties when you go over the tax a certain amount of times. And I know, you know, most of us don't care or want to hear about that. I, I do think once you get to a certain level, when you start paying the tax and losing draft picks and it affects your farm system, I do think there's certain, you know, there's a logic to, hey, we got to pair back a little bit here and not sign the big free agent. As much as I want Bellinger, as much as I want Jordan Montgomery, I can understand that logic. Well, Merrifield, he, he fits because he's not going to break anybody's bank. I, you know, if he gets one year four million, one year five million, I, I think he'd done very well for himself at this point. You know, if, I don't think he'll get a multi-year deal. As spring training has basically already begun, and as I record this, he's he's not in a camp, he's not on a team, but I think he fits in so many ways. I, you know, there was a time where, well, I was of two minds with with Merrifield. Number one. I wanted him here for a couple of years. I wanted the Phillies to trade for him at the deadline because, you know, the Royals were a bad team at that point. He was, you know, one or two of their best players. At, you know, this is five, six years ago. And I thought you put him in that mix as they were reshaping this baseball team with JT and Bryce. I thought he could be a really awesome fit with what they were doing 2018, 2019. And the time went on and everybody and everybody moved on. Obviously, you know, they draft Bryce and Stoddy develops. They signed Trey Turner. There, there was never a need the last few years for the full-time version of Whit Merrifield. But I could get my wish still late in his career, bring him here as a bench guy. The the other thing that is kind of a just a fun thought exercise is Whit Merrifield is the player, became the player. I think the Phillies at one point wanted Scott Kingery to become. You know, with all those visions you had of Scott Kingery, and, and maybe you had it as a full-time second baseman. But for me, soon after... You know, he struggled early and they started moving around the diamond and I saw he could play the outfield at a really nice level and he could play second and he could play short acceptably. He could play third. I thought he was a unique player and I, and I thought that if he could just figure out the strike zone, which he never did, it's a shame. He just never never could recognize balls from strikes and he couldn't hit at a high level. But I thought like his ceiling with his speed and his athleticism and his ability to play over the field, I said he could be Whit Merrifield. 
that, that's, that was the high end of what I thought Kinger would be. And, and Merrifield did it to an all-star level three different times. So as we sit here and, and the Phillies you know, are taking their physicals and getting on the field and, and pitcher catchers are, are down there in Clearwater and the mitts are popping, we all hope and want for something big. One more big thing. Jordan Montgomery to add to rotation. Cody Bellinger to add to the outfield. And I'd love those things and I, and I want those things more than most. But Merrifield, and I think we threw in an episode a couple weeks ago about you know five guys they could still sign here. Merrifield was one I thought about, and I said, you know, today let's let's do a full episode on it because he is like it fits like a glove. What the Phillies need, where they're going, what they could be doing over the course of the season, it will not inhibit them from doing or prohibit them from doing anything else later in the season. You know, if they do go out, and let's just say in July the Angels are thirty under, and Mike Trout says, all right, get me out of here, I want to go to a contender, and the Phillies, you know, pull that lever the one that so many of us have wanted to do for years and and I think would just energize this thing to get to the next level and go win a World Series. If they pull the trout lever, all right, Whit Merrifield is just your classic infield bench guy or a fourth or fifth outfielder. It doesn't have to be a big thing. This is not going to be a guy that is going to sign to start. I know the Phillies had some trouble, it seems like, guaranteeing playing time to some of these kind of veterans. Jacob Junis is a guy that I thought would fit here well as a swing guy, but he got a chance to start on a full-time base in Milwaukee after the Corbin Burns trade. So maybe Whit Merrifield is waiting for, for that, and he's going to wait another week or two to see if anyone says, hey, here's 500 plate appearances. The Phillies can't offer that. They shouldn't offer that. There's not a way to offer that. But they could offer 300 plate appearances on a winning team. Merrifield, although I look at him as a winning player, the reality is last year was his first chance to play in the postseason. Got really close to 22. Um, made it last year. The Toronto Blue Jays got swept. He, he landed at the right place, but maybe the wrong time in Kansas City when he first got to the big leagues. Missed out on that group that made back-to-back World Series. So it, I always think if you can find a winning player and you end up to a winning situation – it really makes it makes the whole pot just just better, and now you get a winning player. Who I think is is probably dying to get to October and win in October, and the Phillies could provide Whit Merrifield that. Bring all your gloves. Get ready for about three hundred to three hundred, you know, three hundred to four hundred plate appearance, depending on injury, and come help this team. You know, win ninety plus games and and play in October again. I, I think it'd be awesome. And if you get any sort of, you know, real injury like a month or more to Stott or Bohm. This guy could play a lot, and I don't think you're going to lose that much. You're not going to feel like, oh, my goodness, it's that big of a drop-off for six or eight weeks. That, that, that's what I think Mer- – the guy was an all-star last year. That's what I think Whit Merrifield could do. It feels like a simple yet effective signing as we enter spring training, one that's not going to change the finances much for the Phillies, but will make them a better baseball team. This is a guy that pushes the needle just a little bit. In a lot of areas, just take down that one plate appearances. Go to the go to the field for that day to give that guy a blow. You know, maybe rescue them if the Rojas thing really falls apart early in the season. And by the end of May, we'll be saying, you know what, that Merrifield's a good player. That that was a really sharp signing by Dave Dabrowski. They should do it. They should do it today. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following WIP Daily. Today's quest: go sign with Merrifield. Get a winning player into Philadelphia. I think he'd be a fan favorite. I think he could be a big help and a guy that, who knows, you know, wouldn't shock me if Whit Merrifield gets a big hit in a playoff game in October. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk soon on WIP Daily.